Hello and welcome back to the Story Analysis Podcast. My name is Lydia and I am here today with my co-host Ashley. And we're here to talk about the wonderful movie Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> is there another title to it? Honor Among Thieves. Honor Among Thieves, what to say. I think we have like three uh, <clears throat> podcast titled Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah. This is the 2023 movie. Yes. Featuring Chris Pratt. Michelle no, Pratt. no, no. Wrong Chris. Pine. Oh! <laughs> I'm so sorry, Chris. Pratt. I'm so sorry. Your least favorite of the Chris. His last name also starts with a P. <laughs> Very different Chris. <laughs> oh, man. We went and saw it the other weekend, and I gotta say, it was better than I hoped. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't feel like I had super high hopes. Yeah, I mean... I think what I wanted, I was was just like, I want them to do Dungeons and Dragons justice. Like I want them to make it a Dungeons and Dragons fantasy story. Yeah. But I still want it to be funny. Mm-hmm. But I don't want it to be mocking. Yes. That's all I'm asking for. Yes. And they did that. They 100 percent pulled that off. And I, I don't know. I, I feel like my hopes were pretty high as far as like, it shouldn't be hard to make this fun. You know, right? But you never know. Sometimes these things come out and just disappoint you. But I was like, this is so beloved now. Yeah. Like Dungeons and Dragons has had such a renaissance. <laughs> to the point of it being mainstream. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That like it shouldn't be hard. People find, get it. It's not niche. <laughs> yeah, like to find people who can understand this. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think. They had the actors play a few, at least a one-shot or something yeah. like that, so they could kind of see how it works, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was fun and helpful for those actors who are going to be interviewed by a bunch of nerds yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, don't set them up for failure. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Let them know at least a little something about mm-hmm. what they're talking about. Um. But I thought it was an absolute delight, like, right from the get-go. Yeah. Like, what, do we start off and they're, like, in prison, right? That's the start of it? Yes. And, um, or they, Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez. Yes. Uh, Chris plays a bard and Michelle plays a barbarian. And what a perfect, perfect (laughs) individuals. Yes, indeed. Uh, I do think that was such a good way to set off the tone of the movie, because out of all the parts of the movie, I think that might have been one of the parts that felt the most like an actual campaign to me. Mm-hmm. When they're going to plead their case mm-hmm. about, you know, in front of the council, mm-hmm. and they keep waiting for this Jonathan to get there. <laughs> Yes, they had built their whole plan around him. Yep, yep. Because they had an escape plan. Yeah, and Chris <clears throat> Pine's just talking out of his butt and talking and talking and telling us whole backstory. He's, he's catching us up to speed yeah. with how they got into prison yeah. and what all happened and his sad sob story yep. about his wife and daughter and yep. how his wife was killed. Yep. And it was, what, in the process of 
attempting to avenge her. Yeah, I think so. That they ended up locked up. Yep. And oh, he was trying to get the spare the dying thing, basically. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. To bring her back. And, um, but anyway, halfway through this whole story, the Jonathan shows up. And he's some sort of winged creature. Yeah, like, big eagle man. And <laughs> they all of a sudden just, like, tackle him out the window. Bail out the window of the prison (laughs) in the snow. And they're like 40 stories up. 40 stories up. He's trying to fly. (laughs) They're trying to fly. And as they do so, it is revealed. The other judges go like, wait, we were going to give you your pardon. I totally missed that. I was dying. It's amazing. that's like exactly how D&D is. Like you just come up with some hairbane scheme committed to the plan you already rolled out the window uh, you're done and the dm's like oh these idiots why are they choosing to do this hey they didn't know they were gonna get pardoned they knew a way out and they took it (laughs) so they successfully land and run away and run away and they're free (laughs) oh it was just such a funny start like they really nailed the tone right away, yep. and I was just on board at that point. Yes. Um, I really am not an expert. Uh, there's a plot, like, they go to find his daughter, right? He goes back home, because I think they've been in prison for a couple of years. Two years. Ago. And um, his home has been ransacked. Mm-hmm. His daughter's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he found his loot in the secret compartment of their house. Oh, sure. I don't know if there was something else significant in there or not. Um, But then they go to the city, Mm -hmm. which had a significant name, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, I don't remember either. I'm not gonna remember either. It was like, it it wasn't Winterfell, but it was something similar. Uh, Sure. Um, And they find that someone that they were doing their heist with mm-hmm. when they got caught um, has taken his daughter Chris yes. Pine's daughter under his wing and she calls him Uncle whatever. This someone is Hugh Grant. <laughs> Uncle Forge. So he she is like his ward now. And he has become, the like, mayor. the mayor, a very significant place yes. is held by him in this city now. Um, <laughs> and he's obviously bad news. Mm-hmm. Um, but the daughter doesn't really know that. Yeah, well, they, they're working we don't fully reveal that. with, like, this uh, wizard that they had done this job with. And the reason Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez had gotten captured and thrown in prison yeah. when they were doing this job is they got caught in the wizard's, like, time-free spell. Yeah. Like, and they weren't supposed to or whatever. And this Hugh, Hugh Grant, the mayor, has Chris's daughter, mm-hmm. and um, this wizard is still working with him. Mm-hmm. So Using him. Yes. But he doesn't realize that. <coughs> yep. <coughs> oh, man. So they go there, and I don't know if it's fully revealed at that time, that Forge has been lying to the daughter and saying that Chris Pine is a selfish prick who just wanted to steal money money or the charm or something for a spell in order to like get endless riches. Oh yeah. That's right. When his main motivation was to get the spare the dying or whatever it was called to re- revivify um to get her mother back. Yeah. But 
that was not revealed to her. Yeah, well, he didn't tell her because he said he didn't want to get her hopes up yeah. or whatever. So, um, so she has just been brainwashed and mm-hmm. to believe that her dad is a selfish money guzzler. Yeah. And as the story goes on, nothing really proves otherwise. Yeah. So, um... It's really revealed right away, too, that that wizard girl for sure is no good news. Yeah. Like, she's no. She's got her own agenda. wizards, and we know that it was the She's so scary as shit. She really is. She's in Shadow and Bone, and she's a good guy in that, and she's a little scary she's in just... looking at that. <laughs> she just really leaned into the scary. Well, yeah, and she's full-on bald yeah. and spooky, yes. and yeah. She did a great job. But yes. you find out she's one of the red wizards, which were the people that killed Chris Pine's wife. Yes. That he got on the bad side of, mm-hmm. so... Um, In the tragic backstory, mm-hmm. we had the reveal that the mom died. Yes. And Chris Pine was, you know, a drunken bard yes. in a bar with the baby. Yes. Um, drowning his sorrows when um, Holga, I believe is her name, yeah. the barbarian, just took them under her wing. Yeah. Mostly for the child's sake, but Chris yeah. Pine was along for the ride. And that's Michelle Rodriguez. So she became the mom figure. Yes. And she dragged them along, pulled Chris Pine out of his wallowing, and basically raised the daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kira? Is that her name? Kira, yeah. Um, but Michelle and Chris are not a couple. They not a couple. They're barely very, friends. Very early on. <laughs> I love that scene. Ew. With those lips? <laughs> What's wrong with my lips? That was amazing. <laughs> But they're tight, like they're they're yeah. they're bros, and like yeah. she's she's gonna do whatever he needs, yeah. basically. Yeah. Like she's along for the ride. Once again, Michelle Rodriguez is the ride or die. Yeah, she is completely the ride or die. <laughs> um, <clears throat> side note, I loved her. I did too. Okay, you've heard me on this podcast before. Like I use Michelle Rodriguez as like an archetype, and some of her roles gone by of like ew, yeah. the annoying, too tough. Pick me, you know, a bad example. Bad example of a feminist character. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> and I thought she was potentially the best part of this movie. She was so cool. She like, was great. Her character was fun and funny. Her costume was fun. Mm-hmm. Her tattoos were cool. Mm-hmm. She stole the coolest horse. <laughs> it was all just a plus plus. Yes, but like I felt like she was cool in this, but she was probably the first time I've seen her not like trying to be. Cool she didn't have to be. She's body. playing a friggin' barbarian, exactly. man. Well, that was just it. So she just was. Like, and if anything, she was playing kind of goofy and yeah. kind of dumb at times. Like a, like a like stereotypical a barbarian. barbarian. Yeah. Yep. She was just, she did a great job. And of course, Chris Pine was going to be a perfect bard. Like, yeah. they were just spot on for those roles. <laughs> but basically, yeah, the Forge, Hugh Grant... Well, they're, like, fugitives, right? And so they have to, like, get out of the city because Forge is gonna send them back to jail, right? I don't remember. Or kill them. There's know. a point where they have to leave quickly. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. I think that's just kind of how that goes. And <clears throat> it's once again used, like, well, look, your dad ditched you again. Yeah. You right. know, kind of a thing. Um, are we still, are we trying to clear the names or are we still trying to find the spell to get the mother back because they decide they need a sorcerer yeah and they know a sorcerer yeah well i think they're not caring about the name so much i think they're trying to get kira and the spell Mm -hmm. item back because um i think 
he has both. I think they find out that Hugh Grant has okay. both things. Okay, sure. And that's what they want. So <laughs> they go get some reinforcements. So they track down a sorcerer, which, oh. was he a part of the original heist? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not a very good sorcerer. Yeah. I, <laughs> I love him. He's a wild magic sorcerer, which is the first class I ever played in D&D. And um, so they recruit him. And he's... Simon, is that his name? I think so, He's yeah. a gift. He's so precious. Um, he's, like... He has his own I arc know. of being, like, not very confident and mm-hmm. ultimately coming into his own. Yep. He's doing, like, petty magic tricks when they find him. And, and he's, like, stealing well. from the people in the yeah. crowd and then he gets caught and they have to run away. And it's <laughs> just golden. It's so good. And he knows somebody who might be able to help because he has a crush on this druid girl. Yes. Who is a tiefling. Yes. Um, and she has like a personal vendetta against Forge because he's been slowly extinguishing her people's lands and killing them all. So she's like, okay, fine, I'll do it, but it's not for you. Like, I have my own reasons. Yeah. I Um, have a cause. (laughs) Oh, I want to know. I loved how they portrayed the wild magic part of the sorcerer because he has this thing on like the side of his belt that like he like turns or whatever and I, I think that was representing like the wildness rolling that like um you have to do as a wild magic sorcerer where like if you do something the DM might make you roll sure and then when and it's a wild magic surge or mm-hmm. whatever and then like you don't know what's gonna happen like there's a chart and like whatever your dice say yeah. like I think that's when I got turned into a potted plant. I'm not. I will probably misspeak here, Ben. But <laughs> I think that's what turned Imogen blue. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's just so funny when that happens. And it's such a funny little, like, goofy chick in the game that only, I think, applies to wild magic sorcerers. Sure. So, because they can't control their magic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the girl, the druid girl is a tiefling, but she just looks like a human with horns. And or she just tail. looks like... What's her face? Keela. Yeah. Um, yeah, Vox Machina. Yeah, she does. She's got little horns, so she's just a human-looking tiefling. I think they even kind of explained a loophole with that, where she was like, I'm a tiefling born to humans. <laughs> so they didn't make her blue or Weak, red. honestly. Or they could have just made her purple. I don't know. Exactly. Um... I really liked her and how they how they utilized her because she was just constantly shape shifting into yeah. whatever animal. Like we got to see the owl bear. I think people who love druids would really. Yeah, I just I liked bed. the effects. <laughs> I liked the effects. It was fun to see her just randomly become a different animal, mm-hmm. and it was great. Fly an owl bear. A deer, a as deer. they made the repeated joke. Yes. Yes. That's great. It was so good. I don't remember. This was much later. But when they ultimately come up with the plan of how they're going to get into the safe, Mm -hmm. or wherever the riches are being kept, and they do the portal trick with the... the, It's not a mirror, it's a painting. Um, And then the rest of them are going to go off and do whatever, and she, the druid, says she'll stay there and she'll pick away at the the stonework because this painting fell face down and they can't get into the room they need to get into. And she's like, if I can get half an inch, or if I can get a quarter inch, I can get through as a worm. And it's just the most D&D-esque thing where you're like, okay, fine, we'll go finish the plan. You stay here and see if you can fit through this crack (laughs) as a worm. Exactly. 
That's just how it goes. Like, well, okay, might as well try it. <laughs> it's like it should sound so dumb, and yet anyone who's played is yeah. like, yep. It's the Matt Mercer. You can certainly try. Exactly. <laughs> It's just wonderful. There's the natural one, the painting just falling on its face. Yeah, a, a gift, a delight. I loved it, but yeah. Or they, uh, after they get her, I know, like she sneaks in, tries to see, like scout out the place, and that eye. wizard immediately knows she's there. Yeah. Some detect magic wild, spell. Yeah, wild shape. Or and whatever. she's like, "There's a wild shape here, whatever the spell is." is. Yeah. Um, and so then that's chaos ensues as she tries to get out of there yeah. as a fly, as a rat. As She's shape-shifting into every animal and everything is everyone is chasing her down yeah. and it's she like continuous. It was stressed. It was, it was great. It was great. It was um, exciting. And then I think we go and see Michelle Rodriguez's backstory, which is that she was kicked out of her tribe. That but reminded she, me of Yasha from sure. Girl. Yeah. Well, I mean, she chose to leave her tribe, I think. Oh, yeah. Because she was in love with a halfling. Yeah. And she married him. And then things didn't work out because she was so upset about being kicked out of her tribe. Exiled, yeah. <laughs> so she ultimately was kicked out or left him. Yeah. So she goes back. She was... I don't remember if it was just for closure. I can't remember Because he why. gave her the staff, but I don't... She didn't come for that. Yeah, I... Can't remember if there was a point or if he was just on the way. I think it might have just been that they stayed at. Well, she just stopped in to see him. Oh, sure. I just I don't think I don't know. Maybe it was information. He gave her the walking stick, which ended up being what triggered the portal, right? I think so. Yeah, because she didn't know it was magical. She's a barbarian. Yeah, (laughs) and you find out he has a different giant girlfriend. So obviously he's into something. (laughs) Yeah, and he's Bradley Cooper. That's just what he's doing now. Like, he plays Rocket Raccoon yeah. in the MCU, and he never has to be in the MCU. Nope. He just does his voice acting work. And he just popped in there for here and there. half hour on set, <laughs> filming with Michelle Rodriguez <laughs> as a miniature person. great. <laughs> so unexpected. Oh, what a, every moment of this was a gift. Um, oh, and we didn't say... What, whoa, 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 where was I going with that? I wanted to say something that, oh, they cut, they made multiple times when we meet the sorcerer, uh, the joke of using the thaumaturgy spell where you can cast something like a distracting scent or something, and they kept making the joke, the smell of fresh cut grass, because... Oh, that was when we met him. to Critical Role. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Um, ultimately, they are trying to track down this paladin. Multiple people have told them he can help. I don't remember. Well, is it the paladin that they're trying to track down? I thought so. Oh, they go through the dead people, and they're talking about that he oh, took yeah, the yeah, helmet. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That was fun, because they, they, ha- they decide to question Holga's yeah. ancestors, who were there when this battle went down, yeah. mm-hmm. um, to ask the whereabouts of the helmet. Yeah. <clears throat> So they like, dig up a bunch of dead people. Yeah, it was like the Red Wizards that are at the root of all of this mm-hmm. were trying to, like, take over and turn everyone into undead, basically. Okay. yeah. And that's what happened there, and probably going to try to do it again. Yeah. And, um... So they want the helmet yeah. to assist in stopping this? I think... So. Oh, I can't remember what exactly the helmet was for. I think it was, like... Maybe they just want to use it. It was... No, it was arcane... 
like the lock on the door that the Keyleth girl saw, the druid. Yeah. She's like, there's all these arcane... The Keyleth girl. There's all these arcane symbols on the door, and somehow they determined that they needed this helm of arcane, whatever. Okay. The sorcerer needed to attune with it to be able to get through Okay, the door. yeah, that makes sense. I don't know, remember all of it, but... That makes sense. So anyway, they dig up all of these hundreds of years old yes. dead people and ask them questions. What's what's the spell? Speak with the dead. Yeah, so they get, like, yeah. five questions. Yeah, five words or something. Oh, five, yeah, five questions. questions. And they die again. And then they die again. <laughs> and that was beautifully <laughs> done. Why? I don't know. It's just all words. As they <laughs> randomly ask the questions out loud. <laughs> yeah. And that wastes them. Just so accurate. <laughs> that is how they are led to the paladin. Yes. Because he's supposed to be the last one who had it. Yes. 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 He took it for safekeeping, okay. basically. And, and Chris Pine's is... like, that's a dead end. We're not doing that. But then everybody else in the group has heard of him. Yeah. And they, they vouch for him. Yeah. Well, Chris Pine hates him because of what happened to his wife, right? Like, I can't sure. remember. I don't know. Or was he part of the guild? Don't ask me to remember details. You know that's not my specialty. Because Chris Pine was in a guild. I don't remember. <laughs> so they track him down. Mm-hmm. And this is the Bridgerton guy. Yes, the Duke. <laughs> oh, it's so good to see him again. And he's... Reggae? I don't know how you say his name. Sure. Page is his last name. He was a delight in this movie He was such a delight. He was like, I absolutely will be the most holy and righteous paladin ever you've ever seen in your life ever in the world <laughs> you will look at me and light will shine upon my face exactly. <clears throat> his armor was cool as hell it was great <laughs> where it's like oh this guy be like yeah he's freaking cool <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a paladin right there so, wonderful he tells them eventually, um, you know, Chris Pine has a bad attitude about it, that he hid the helm in the Underdark for yeah. safekeeping. So then they... Have to go down to the Underdark. They climb down there. Mm-hmm. And... I don't even know. Everything was great. Didn't they? They fought more than one battle down there, right? Well, the um, Red Wizard had her cronies yeah. tracking them. Yeah. They're tracking them. So there's this other wizard guy who works for her, and they, like catch up with them in the underdark mm-hmm. and there's like this battle yep. um between them getting the helm there was also that the booby trap part there where the bridge like yes collapses because someone trips oh, the wire. this simon the sorcerer stepped on it mm-hmm. and triggered it and like because the paladin is going on about how they're gonna have to strategically go across it yeah you know one step forward two steps to the left and he's it's ridiculous and complicated and then simon leans on the wrong brick and the whole thing collapses and that's when he discovers that the walking stick is actually the portal thing yeah that's right so he casts the spell and then they are able to just climb across Mm -hmm. and then the people show up and it's a big battle Mm. um like i think they get the helm and then they should these people show up but then, during this big fight, all hell breaks loose because they awaken a red dragon. A big old... Of who's a chubby, chubby boy! Fat, chonky <laughs> dragon. I love that so much! And they fight this dragon, and it's wonderful. He's chasing everybody, and they're all trying to get out, and I just love this scene. Like, Chris Pine almost dies to it, and then um, the paladin saves his life. 
And he's like, you would have done the same for me. <laughs> and Chris Pine's like, <laughs> but he wins a few points there, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then I think they escape. And yes. part ways. Yeah, the paladin leaves. He's like, good luck. And then the sorcerer starts to try to attune yeah. the helmet. Which doesn't go well. Yeah, like, this, his ancestors, who are all great wizards. He, like, has a vision of his grandfather talking to him. Like, belittling him. Yeah. Being like, you can't do this. Right. And he can't attune to it because of that. Um, and so, so he has a breakdown. Yeah. And they decide to come up with a new plan. Yes. Because he can't attune to it. Well, and I think there's, like, a, a moment of big betrayal because, like, Chris Pine's like, yeah, of course, he can do this to everybody. Yeah. He's just like, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. You know? Yeah. He's just, like, being the D. Yeah. And, um, excluding information from people. Yeah. And, uh, then they find out that, like, Simon says, like, I told you I couldn't do this. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, he told you he couldn't do yeah. this? And we this Why did way. we do this? And so there's this whole, like, almost like, oh, are we going to dismantle our plan and our group? Like, the Druid girl's like, I shouldn't even be here. Yeah. And um, that's when Chris Pine tells them all that his, um, basically he feels responsible for his wife's death. Yeah. Because he was tired of being a non-profit worker and struggling to scrape by with his family. So on one of the jobs that he went on with his mm, guild, yeah, yeah, yeah. he uh, stole Swiped some gold some. from the Red Wizards, and that gold was marked, so they traced it back to his home when he yes. wasn't there and killed his wife. Yep. Um, no one's a jerk about that to him, and they all feel bad for him. Yeah. <laughs> and they all decide to <laughs> keep helping. Yes. <laughs> And that's when they come up with the portal inside the stagecoach and portal inside the safe room. Yeah, because there's going to be a big... It's the first... Arena game. Well, they're bringing it back because it had been outlawed. Yeah. Um, Yeah, arena game. So all the rich people in the land will be coming to the city and keeping all of their riches in one place. Yeah. So their plan is to get in there. Yeah, gambling. And... um, Too. Uh, Oh, this is the ramping up towards the end. So, well, the part I talked about before happens Mm -hmm. where they do the portal inside the stagecoach to enchant, if you will, the painting so that they can have the portal inside the vault. That whole conniption thing felt like the game of like Dungeons and Dragons too, because what a convoluted yeah, absolutely idea because you have to see where your portal, which is exactly how those spells work. Like Because they to can't see. just cast it into the yeah, vault. They had to, to where it's going. bring it somewhere to something that would end up in there in order for it to work. Exactly, and I feel like that's probably what they did. Um, a lot of DMs probably wouldn't have allowed. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. And some would have been like, okay, I guess. Yep. <laughs> so they end up not in the vault. They're somewhere else. Like, when she, she goes through the portal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not where they expected. Yeah. Because Holga and, or Michelle Rodriguez and Chris Pine get into the actual vault, right? And they're not in the same place. At some point, yeah. I can't remember how Or did, they, or was it happened. Simon? Did he get in with the helmet? I think Simon does eventually. I can't remember what happens with Chris because... They come in through the front gate, and that's when Chris is, like, playing his bard music. Yeah, but he's not. It's a spell. It's, yeah, prestidigitation. (laughs) Um, That was so good. 
side note again. Uh-huh. Why did Chris Pine not have any spells? Discuss. Okay, I was a little sad not to see any of the bard magic, like, in the show, because, yes, bards are charismatic, and that's a lot of what they do for a party, but... I don't even feel like he did that much of that. Not that much, no. Um, More within their party than anything else. He really just felt like a guy, a musician, you know? And, um... But I think they maybe kind of explain that in the backstory. Like, they do mention that he was part of this guild, and mm-hmm. it's implied that, like, it was, like, a harpet, harpist guild? I don't know. Like, they had some kind of musical name, sure. I think, if I remembered. Um, he was basically, like, I don't do that anymore kind of a thing. Like, almost like it was an oath kind of thing. Kind okay. of like how paladins were. Because that's something that the paladin said to him when he left. Or he was like, you might be done with your oath, but your oath's not going to be done with you. You know? And, sure. um, so I wondered if the idea was, like, he just hasn't utilized his okay. magic and abilities for a long time. And if we get another movie, I wonder if there'd be more of that in there. Sure, maybe. Bards are, like, sorcerers kind of, like, what they do is magic. Right. And it's music-based, but it's still magic and spells that they use with their music. Mm -hmm. So, um, you really don't see that at all. And I don't think in that movie. So, Mm -mm. I was kind of assuming that maybe it was just, like, a a character arc that we haven't seen all of yet where like maybe that would be a, a moment in the next movie if they do another one yeah, where maybe. he gets his magic back kind sure of. maybe so um they end up in the games yes Simon attunes to his helmet he does because he just has to believe in himself yep so his his character arc is almost complete his character arc punches his grandpa and imaginary grandpa that's in the right <laughs> that was how he overcame his doubt yeah <laughs> um they end up in the games, though. Yes. The reason she wasn't in the vault is that the Hugh Grant... Was stealing, stealing the stuff. The That's stuff right. And getting it loaded onto a boat while everyone's watching the game. That's right. They didn't realize that. But they all get caught and get thrown into the arena. Well, along with other parties, which yes. look like other D&D campaign parties. Yep. Um, and they're like going through this maze and coming across all of these different... Yeah, they fight face cats. Those are the big panther-looking things. Yeah, and they, like, can open a chest and maybe they'll find a weapon, or maybe it's a monster. (laughs) And they ended up in a gelatinous cube. Yes, I loved that. Um, I don't remember what else, or how they got out of there. They get under, because, like, things go down below ground and come back up. It's like a maze. (laughs) And so... Know if it's like every time there's a kill that happens, or it's like a like, striking of the clock, and the druid I think okay. figures that out. Okay. And then so she gets them to all jump into the gelatinous cube that's for like go a be- second below ground while the clock dings, and then she she pulls them out because she turns into like a snake or something. Yeah. That can because fast. they can only be in there for like a few seconds before their flesh melts off. But yeah. She pulls them all out. Yeah. Yeah. And then they get out that way, and they try to get to the boat, um, and they try to get the daughter. I can't remember how it all all plays out, but... I don't 
can't remember either. They do get the daughter. They do get to the boat. They are on their way out with the money and the kid. Yeah, and the kid knows that Chris Pine's a good guy because, like, they're gonna, like, get Hugh Grant or, like, whatever, and he, like, basically grabs a little girl and is, like, threatening with yeah. a knife to her throat yeah. kind of a thing. Right. So she realizes, oh, he's not caring for me. Right. My dad is actually a good He person. lied to me about my dad, yeah. Yeah. So they are about to escape mm-hmm. and the red wizards mm-hmm. are casting their spell to kill everyone in the arena and they can see this from starting from where they are escaping and they decide to go back mm-hmm. out of you know the goodness of their hearts <laughs> heroes <laughs> they did heroes so they go back and I don't even remember, like, yeah. how everything went down. The owl bear was utilized. <laughs> they basically fight the red wizard. Like, they yeah. somehow break up the, whatever is happening to cast the spell. So they manage to, like, stop the spell. Yeah. And, and then the, the main scary woman is coming after them. Yeah. So and they're, they're her. able to fight her more one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And they each have their moment with her. And that was cool, because you got to see all the, like, powers and spells and yeah. action and... And did the owl bear ultimately kill her? Because is that the <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Hulk and Hulk smashed her into the, into the ground. That was wonderful. <laughs> um, and yeah, like you, but I, I thought it was cool because you actually got to see the sorcerer, like be a cool sorcerer. Yeah, because he was Cause confident he was at that point. So self doubting before, yeah. he like unlocked his abilities. Yep. and you got to see some of what he could do. Yeah. Um, Anyway, we learn way back early because of how Chris Pine's wife died that, like, if you're struck by um, a red wizard's blade, like, it won't heal. Yeah. Like, you're dead. no saving you, but you're dead. So that's got high stakes as we're going throughout this whole fight. Um, anyway, they ultimately kill her. I don't remember what all goes down. It's a very exciting scene. It's, all of it's good. All the fight scenes are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was so fun. And, um... We kill this red wizard woman, but then we turn around and Michelle Rodriguez has, yeah, the has. blade, like, through her chest. Mm-hmm. And she's on her way out. Yeah. And Kira's upset. Yeah, because she's her mom. And I think Chris Pine is upset. <laughs> yes, yes. They're just both very upset. And she's, like, trying to console them, and she's like, no, I'm, I'm proud of what I did here. Yeah. Like, this is, yeah, this is an honorable way to die. I'm proud to have done this, yes. you know? And then they, like, sing a little song together, and it's really sad. It's very sad. And then she dies, and then we have these flashbacks of her with Kira as a little girl. Yeah. And how she was there as this child was being raised. Yes. Basically her mom. Yes, and you see this all unspoken as in going on in Chris Pine's mind yep. as he watches his daughter grieve. Yep her mother dying yeah and he says earlier in the film um it was like selfish of me to leave kira and try to get this spell in the first place and i realize that now because i wasn't doing it for her i was doing it for me yeah. well he i think he tells her that he's yes. like i was trying to get my wife back not your mom yeah more exactly. or less so exactly. like i act like it was for you but i know it was for me yeah and um and in this moment, like, yeah, you're having these flashbacks and you see that, like, that's her mom. Mm-hmm. Even though he has this spell, he can bring back his wife. Yeah. And he chooses to use it to bring back Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. Ah, I 
was so I cried. sad. I cried too. I cried. It was so touching. <laughs> and like she comes back to life. She's like, oh, you wasted it on me. It was precious. Like it was so, it was so sweet. It was so well done. We're not doing it justice. Uh, no, it was not. so good. You know, we're not. You guys should have watched it before listening to this podcast. <laughs> just was so good. It was, it was such. So I so appreciated that. I guess more so from the perspective of like choosing this love over a romantic love. Oh sure. Versus yeah. the like picking a mom for the kid. Like yeah. that's not how I viewed it at all. Yeah. Um, and I just appreciated that where like he was willing to do this. Yeah. You know, like he's already he's technically moved past his wife's death. Well, like this is his family. Now. And the paladin had said that to him. Like, yeah. you know, like she's moved on to another life. Yeah. We really want to pull her out of that one. Yeah. Um and, you know, foreshadowing, I'm sure. But yes. um well, they, they did that well yeah. throughout all of this. Um and to be like, This is this is real, this is now. Yeah. Let's bring her, let's bring Holga back. Well, that's just it didn't feel like a completely selfless thing on Chris's part. Like, he was only doing it for Kira. Like, no. it felt like... What is his name in this movie? I just get called him Chris Ed. <laughs> um, like, this is his family now. Yeah. And he wants to save his family. Right. And it was, it was very sweet. It was great. Oh, man. It was, yeah. <laughs> I cried. I moved me Bob. <laughs> cried as well and um simon and the druid girl what's her name doran <coughs> not keyleth doric dork um they kind of they kind of maybe yeah might have a little romantic mm-hmm. fling but he's like you want to go on the date now or she's like i guess maybe See, what i want in the sequel is i want like um john or whatever to come back and like of course the druid's gonna think he's very handsome and that will sure. make Simon jealous that she doesn't have funny. to actually go with the paladin but that, that would be, be so funny. funny to play with that would be hilarious oh my goodness they had also I believe Chris Pine at some point had said he was going to give the riches back to the people yes he promised the paladin that yeah and then he ultimately did keep that promise because part of their taking or fighting the wizards Mm -hmm. was spewing the riches upon the people and so they defeat uh what's his name Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Um, <laughs> was he a rogue? Like, I don't know. Did we know that from the get-go? Don't ask me. Okay. I don't know. But, um, they defeat him and they do dispel the riches mm-hmm. amongst the people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's everything. It was so good. It was it just was so such a fun watch. I just feel like anybody would love it. Like you don't have to have played D and D. It helps. To love I it. feel like it helps. I feel like if you know nothing about D and D, you might see this movie and go, "This is stupid." You think? Oh, thousand percent. Oh. My dad would hate it. Oh well, I mean, but if you like fantasy, maybe I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's just a good fantasy movie even without D. Sure. But I do feel like if you go into it, like, and your friends play D&D or something, like, I think it would help you appreciate what that's like. Like, it feels like playing a and d game. Yeah. Like, that's what goes on. Well, and I shouldn't have to say this, but it's about the characters. Yeah. And it's about the story. Mm-hmm. It's not about the classes. Yes. And it's not about the spell slots. Oh, gosh, yeah. So... 
get your head out of your butt. <laughs> and don't judge this movie for that. That's never what they wanted it to be. Yeah. So They did so much actual stuff. You should be glowingly happy. Anyone yeah. who's played D&D for 30 years is going to be like, well, actually, yeah. that's not how that spell works. Like, give me a break. I'm pretty sure the people who made this movie have played D&D. Yeah, they so. probably know, and they went, mm, creative license. Exactly. We're going to let the druid be an owlbear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because we want an owlbear in this movie. Who wouldn't? <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway, it was an absolute delight. And all those little funny moments. It's great. I would see it again. It warmed my heart. So much fun. Every second. It was so good. I just loved it. <laughs> so worth it. It's so worth it. So you think Michelle was your favorite character? Oh, yeah, but that's me. I mean, but I'm I... I'm basic. I, I felt that way a little bit, too. I've never played a barbarian. I mean, like, they said Michelle Rodriguez was going to be the barbarian, and everybody was like, ew, and I was like, it's going to be my favorite part. <laughs> like, I'm going to love her. I, I'll probably... You know, she's not my favorite either. I'm not trying to, like, defend yeah. her, but I was like, I'm probably going to love her. Yeah. Like, you know, if, so if there's cool. a part that she was made for, yes. it was probably this. Yeah. So... And she was just so good, and, like... Her character was so wholesome, and I just loved her. She's great. Very much like the heart of their group. Yeah. I mean, the like, grog. Sure. <laughs> she is. I mean, like she had like, and I don't see her play. I've never seen her play that before. Mm-hmm. She had this like mother presence. Yeah. Where she was like that to the group too. Sure. A little bit. Yeah. You know, which is like you know, well, she she's did. She's a tough barbarian lady, but she also has that like. Yeah. I mean, she was the first one to come around and be like, okay, yeah. I'm still with you to yeah. Chris Pine. Yes. Very loyal. That's her boy. Yeah, it is her boy. <laughs> Absolutely. Despite so his much. lips. <laughs> oh, gosh. But they were all great. Yeah, like, no, they were I mean, all great. Chris, I feel like, probably wouldn't get enough appreciation just because, like, we all knew he could be this. Like, he's just being like, I was gonna say, that's just kind of his personality, right? Like, he has two sides, I feel. Like, he does have the potential to be, like, ick, scary, like he was in Don't Worry Darling. (laughs) Like, that's that's always there. That's always, (laughs) like, just right under the surface. anyone who's charismatic. (laughs) Maybe so. But then there's, you know, Chris Pine the Bard, and it's like, was this also him in Princess Diaries yes, too? Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and he's just perfect. I mean, if you've seen the Into the Woods, that musical, yeah. him in that musical he was a made me love him. Like, I liked him before, but I was just like, I didn't know you could be stupid like this. Yeah. And, like, you hear you are singing this ridiculous Prince song, you know, being, making a fool out of yourself. Yeah. I love it. And, like, that character, that energy, that's what bards need, and, like, he brought that so, so. I was so happy. <laughs> But yeah, he's not like a like a douche. Like no, he played a very lovable yeah. character. Mm-hmm. It's like the I don't know if this existed before Scanlan. I'm guessing it did. Mm-hmm. But everyone acts like bards are just like sex womanizers. And, yeah, uh, you dirty and all that stuff. And like he didn't lead no, to he that wasn't like at that all. At all. I mean, his whole thing is like <laughs> he had a wife who died, and now he has a platonic life partner. Right. <laughs> No, not a lot of womanizing going on there. Not this movie, at least. No. <laughs> Refreshing, though. Yeah, it was. It really, like I said, it was very wholesome. Yeah, it was. I mean, I feel like you could bring your kids. Yeah. 
It's probably PG-13 for yeah. the violence. Well, someone did bring their son, and he looked like he was nine. Yeah. Or ten. And his comment as he left theater was, Oh, that dead guy said I was terrifying! That's funny, I didn't hear that. <laughs> it spooked him. So there was some, uh, like, jump scare moments. Yeah. Violence, but it, yeah. Wasn't, it wasn't dirty. Like, no. there wasn't... I didn't even know if there was language or not. Like There might have been some. I don't always catch that, because I'm an adult. Yeah. <laughs> No, oh. it was it was like it was a fun ride, man. I so enjoyed it. I did too. It was such a such a fun thing to like all come together. Yeah. Just to like actually witness a good Dungeons and Dragons movies. Apparently, there have been others in the past. I've um, not witnessed them. I don't know. I think there's been one other, which was basically like made during the Satanic Panic, Ooh. where it was like, oh no. My child, who played Dungeons and Dragons, thinks he's a wizard. <laughs> okay. Like, like, I don't know if there is more other than that, but I know that is a movie that exists. Fascinating. <laughs> like, scare tactic, like a dare yeah. <laughs> program against Dungeons oh, and Dragons. No. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we have the legends, Legend of Vox Machina and this yes. movie to represent... A positive side. Oh, yeah. Well, that's just it. I feel like I, there's a lot of people that I know in my life is like, oh, yeah, I don't I don't even know if that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Or I just have no interest in that, but my friends all do it. Yeah. And I feel like if you went and saw this movie, you'd maybe understand a little bit more yeah. why they do it, what it right. is, you know? Yeah. It's you're sitting around the table with your friends, and mm-hmm. this is the kind of time you're having. It's just nice to have, like... I guess that as a basis, like, something to point to. Yeah. But also just to be, like, it's not weird. It's not weird. You don't have to act like it's weird. Yeah. Like, you can say tabletop role-playing game without it being weird, guys. Like, it's just a game. Yeah. It's a storytelling game. And that's different than a lot of games in my personal experience. Yeah. But, like, you don't have to make it this weird other thing that nobody can understand. Well, that's just it. It's so funny because I'm, like... We all innately understand it. Well, that's just, just it. It's just that... Were you seven? You've played Dungeons and Dragons. It's, it's, it's just that adults... <laughs> Can't play. ...have put away being childish, right. quote-unquote. And, like, they can't even imagine, like, picking that up again. Or they want to act like they can't imagine mm-hmm. picking it back up again because it feels too embarrassing. Yeah. For them to be that vulnerable, right. And play again. I can, uh, I can understand that. I can sympathize with yeah. that. When you haven't done it for a long time, but you, you don't should. Know who you're playing with. Just like, approach that. Just say that's why. Yeah. Don't be a dick about it. Yeah. Don't be like, I don't even understand what this composition. Oh, that's is. stupid. Like, no, you're just a chicken, actually. Yeah. Well, that's just it. <laughs> and I don't know. I've had, I've had. I mean, no one has been a jerk to me to my face about it. Um. But I just, when I say it to so many people who maybe won't play or maybe like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. just like, all sorts of these people that I'm saying this to, I'm like, I have played with you. Like, I have played with you, and we played way older than we should have played, you sure. know? And so... <laughs> we were 16 and still playing action exactly, figures. Yeah. you know? And it's just like, a lot of you, if you let yourself try it, you would be fine. Yeah. Like, you'd like it. Like, I know that about them. And mm-hmm. like I said, none of those people have been jerks about it to me. Mm-hmm. I just know that, like, it would probably be a little uncomfortable for them. And well, just, sure. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to say it wouldn't be. Yeah. Like, that's valid. But, yeah. like, that's, that's really, call it what it is. Yeah. And don't act like it's some other thing. Don't mm-hmm. act like it's weird. Yeah, exactly. 
you know, and it's, I think it's one of those things, like, if you're not a theater kid, it's been so yeah. long since you've done something like that yeah. for a lot of people. I don't think I've ever fully stopped. I don't think you've ever fully no. stopped. <laughs> um, so it was an easy transition for us. <laughs> I mean, it's taken me a while, but yeah. Um, I, uh, Chris Pine, I believe, said it in an interview that he didn't know what Dungeons and Dragons was, and then they played before yeah. filming or while filming or whatever to get a feel for it. And um, he was like, "I don't like board games." Yeah. But then I realized this isn't a board game; it's yeah. acting. It's acting. And I had the same experience. So. <laughs> well, that's just it. I think that's where it can appeal to everybody a little bit because there are people who like the board gamey side of it. Right. Well, I mean, I think that gives you an out if you are uncomfortable. Yes. Where it's like, okay, well, you can just you can just focus on like what you're able to do. You don't have to role play. Yeah, it's more fun when you do. But I totally understand not wanting to leap into that, especially with strangers. Exactly. I would be terrible at that. Exactly. Um, I am okay with it now with our group that's been playing forever. Yeah. But right. we brought in strangers. I'd be uncomfy too. <laughs> sure. Well, that's just it. And uh, yeah, if you haven't done that since you were five, yeah, you probably don't remember how mm-hmm. really, and you'd have to refind it. Mm-hmm. And um, there's also you know. Like you're not an improv actor. It's such a gamut. Like you can pretend it is. You can take it that far if you want. If you want to have this outrageous character that you play and method act the whole time, fine, more power to you. But you don't have to. You can just say things in character. Mm -hmm. You can just speak for your character. Like, I don't know. So many people start and you don't have to make it harder than it is. Like, oh my character says this. Yeah. Because you're all feeling each other out at first. It's fine. That's how you play. How deep are we going to (laughs) go? Exactly. Now we cry. Just kidding. I might have cried once. I haven't yet. We'll see. I almost did. Me and Ben locked eyes. We were almost crying together that one time. I remember that. Amazing. Oh, gosh. It's funny. It's great. Anyway. Go see the movie. Go see the dang movie. It's great. And it's not just us nerds who like it. Like, yeah. it's... Everyone has... I've only ever heard good things about it. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's just, just a good, fun. fun time. If you've ever enjoyed a fantasy or movie or a sci-fi Even... Movie. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously... It has fantasy elements, obviously. Yeah. So if that's going to totally pull you out of it, maybe you won't enjoy it. But just an action movie. Yeah. Like, it's just exciting and fun to see the fights and yeah. the schemes... The hijinks. It's a delight. It's a delight. And I feel like those are sometimes rare. Like, I hope they're coming back. But I feel like we used to have this, like, adventure movie that yeah. wasn't a mockery, but it was humorous yeah. a lot more often. It was... And it kind of family-friendly, you know, a lot more often. More Sahara, less... Yeah, yeah. Uh, guy we both hate. Jason Bourne. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It also wasn't always, you know, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. where it's just dumb, like... Right, no. This took itself seriously. It made us cry. Right. But it was funny yeah. throughout, you know, and I always appreciate that. Yes. Something that doesn't Well-rounded. have to be the one thing, yeah. you know. Yeah, absolutely. So. Good yeah. stuff. Great. Everybody did a great job. 10 out of 10. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> we'll see again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe tomorrow. I'm not sure. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, thanks for joining us. We have an Instagram. It is at Story Analysis Podcast. If you want to check us out, let us know what we should watch next and how you felt about the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Um, tell us if you play Dungeons and Dragons. What's your character? 
what's their class, what's their race? <laughs> we want to know. <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks for joining. We'll see y'all next time. Bye.